Hello, hello, hello. This is the 30th edition of the Mental Threads podcast. I am your host, Toasty. I am here with Miss Alana Pettifer, correct? Yeah, Pettifer. All right, cool. I got it right the first time. All right. Uh, we're going to discuss a whole bunch of topics ranging from MBTA. I know we've had a couple members on. I think she'll be like the third member I got on here. Um, you see that she has a huge interest between uh, fashion, music, and et cetera. Um, she also has interest within languages and travel. Uh, she's also a part of the the sorority. What's your name of your sorority, man? Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Yes. So she's real, real, real important with it and you know, whatnot. Uh, she also has an interest in anime. I think she's a little bit deeper into it than I am and everything. I'd be having that Funimation app and everything, but I, don't, I just I just can't get into everything. Like, I'm more surface level with it. Um, and we're probably going to discuss her career and degree interests uh, afterwards, after uh, college and whatnot. Um, so if you'd like to introduce yourself, Miss Alana Pettifer, uh, you're free to do so. Um, hi, my name is Alana, as you know, you probably heard since the beginning. Um, I'm 19, I'm a Pisces, and you know, this is like, I like talking about myself, so here I am. <laughs> she likes talking about herself, so here she is. Now, first things first, I'd like to ask you more about your experiences with MBTA and everything. I've had interest with joining up with Nothing But The Arts. They just put me in the group chat this semester, which is weird, but it is what it is. Uh, How did you get into it, man? Um, so I was, like, kind of looking for an arts club that wasn't looking for, like, arts majors, you know, who was, like, open to, like, all majors on campus, and, like, MBTA was, like, the first thing I saw, and so then I read, like, what they were about, and I think they had, like, a virtual club fair because of COVID, and I went, and I just joined, and they put me in. Okay, cool. That's nice. So did you have any connections before you got joined in to the whole uh, MBTA association, or you just, you just, you just got in? I just got in. I didn't. I didn't think. I don't think I knew anyone actually um, in the club. Well, my roommate, um, she joined at the same time as I did, um, because she's in dance and she's also a science major. So we kind of joined together. Oh, okay, that's cool. And uh, like, so you made like a whole lot of friends since you've been in there. Made a whole lot of connections there. Is it just like just acquaintance? Uh, what's the name? Acquaintance, acquaintance, acquaintances, acquaintanceships. Is that, that what we got over there? Yeah, I think it's more acquaintances, but it's like the roommates that I have this semester. Some of them are in MBTA, which is like really cool. Like, oh, we're in the same club, and so like if I see people, they're like, oh, you're in MBTA, I'm MBTA. You know, it's like a nice connection between strangers. Kind of, but it doesn't really go much farther than that. Oh, really? Uh, so I, I know y'all have done a couple events, haven't y'all? I know I think y'all got an event tomorrow, don't y'all? Yeah, um, I haven't really started doing the events this semester, but um, we did get invited to walk um, during 1040, and everybody, I wasn't there, but everyone looked so nice in the brown colors. Um, so I'm trying to get more active as like work dies down, so get more back into the art stuff. Okay, you work out. What's your job that you're working at right now? I'm a lifeguard right now. Word? Like the lifeguards on campus? Yeah. Oh, so you met up with, what's his name? Um, I forget his name. Because uh, like the, the pool's open now? Yeah, it's open right now. It's Tuesdays and Thursdays. 5.30 to 7.30 is open for students and faculty to come swim and have fun. So, so now it's open. And when, when was it open again? Um, I think they started this semester opened after Labor Day. After and how long ago was that? Like in September? Mm-hmm, in September, yeah. So it's been open. I had no clue. And it was open um, in the spring semester, too. Yeah, I think I met up with like one of the guys who they offered a lifeguard uh, 
job or whatever to yeah. me, I think. But it's just like, I wouldn't think he was serious with it. I don't know if he didn't get us back to us or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's just like, so Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yes. So I just go to the pool. Yeah. Or don't come because you make my job harder. But, you know, you know, come have fun. If you know how to swim, you know, I don't want to have to save anybody, but, you know, be safe and have fun. Really? And they got like uniforms and stuff like that, too? Yeah. Got the whole... The whole thing. Uniform, I have two uniforms, actually, because mm-hmm. I just wanted them. They were there. There weren't. There were three lifeguards when I joined. Now there's more, so I just got the uniforms I, I got. Dang. Do you have to do, like, some kind of, like, this should have been put on the list of topics. I don't even know. I don't know why you're just telling me. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it's like, oh, that's so cool. I have a whole lifeguard here. I didn't even know it. So it's like, but just let me know the process, like how they had to they had to teach you how to swim or anything, or y'all just had to go through some kind of weird test. So there's a pretest. So you have to come learning how to swim. You have to swim um, 300 yards nonstop, but it's not time. So you know, take your time doing it, and then you have to tread water without your arms for two minutes, and then you have to dive. I think deeper than eight feet and get. Retriever will swim to the brig, dive eight feet to get it, and then come back up and swim back in within a minute and thirty seconds. It's like a ten pound brig. So yeah. That's to that's the pretest before you start the lifeguarding course. And then the course is four days, but it's like really intense. You do CPR training, first aid training, and then rescues. But like most of the job is telling people like not to run in the pool. <laughs> really? That is so, so people been going to the pool since. I ain't even had no clue about it. Yeah, so most of the people that go to the pool are, um, so we have swim classes, and so then those people sometimes come to the pool in the afternoons, because really, no one really knows that we have a pool. If they know we have a pool, they don't know where it is, and if they know both of those, they don't know that it's open right now. Yeah, it's a, I knew they had a pool, and I saw it. It's like right behind the, the what you call it, the locker rooms and yeah. everything. So it's just like... I just be going there. He's like, "Wow, we really have a pool that nobody uses." Now I'm just knowing that they're open the pool. That's, it, that's weird. Yeah, it's a really big facility. Um, it's Olympic size, so and the deepest is 13 and a half feet. Um, yeah, but we have a divider in between, so from the deep end to the shallow end of the pool. Oh, okay, cool. Hell, I might just pull up, man. Let me find out. Like, okay, so you say Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuesdays, like all day, or is it just like certain times of the day? 5.30 to 7.30. 5.30 a.m. or 5.30 p.m.? P.m. 5.30 p.m. to 7.30? Yes. Tuesdays and Thursdays? Yes. Dang. Okay, I'm not, I need to let people know, man. It's just... <laughs> Cause like I mean, could we want to try to get turned for the, like the semester? Maybe that'd be like a cool way. Maybe they bring like a speaker box and everything. Maybe a little, little pool party. Is yeah. that, that possible? Um, it is possible. You know, the lifeguards might get irritated because <laughs> usually, maybe there's like sometimes there's no people come. Sometimes eight. I think the most is like fifteen people. But that's because the football team came. Mm-hmm. But usually, when it's just normal people, isn't like three to six people we did have a party one time for like all the ras on campus and only one person came and they left once they saw that no one was there wow because nobody even knows we have a pool like because it's been shut down since most of my time i've been here so i didn't even know that they just opened it was open in spring a semester two Mm -hmm. yeah same time yep tuesdays and thursdays yep I was too busy trying to record from my mixtapes. I didn't even realize. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I was like, what? That is so crazy. 
That is so crazy. And like, does anybody, like the people that you know, like that do the lifeguard work, how much y'all get paid? Um, we get paid nine, I believe right now. Um, they owe me a raise, but I think that was the raise because before it was like eight, but like it increases as the semesters go by. You know, I'm a little, I'm in a little bit of hot water with my boss right now. I've been avoiding work just just a tad, you know. But you're I'm gonna let us know the details if you don't want to. I'm a I'm gonna get back on that, you know, because I don't think they're gonna fire me because lifeguards are needed, needed. We're like, I think that we should get paid more because you know we're like. We're rescue workers, you know, we like save lives for real. And the national average for lifeguarding, I think it's $15 an hour, but because it's a work study, they can't pay us over a certain amount. So, you know. Which is weird, because it's like, dude, like, come on, like. Yeah. I think we get paid the same as the desk assistants. And I was like, we do. I know desk assistant stuff is hard. I'm not trying to down y'all, because y'all be working Saturdays and Sundays all night and stuff. But, you know, you ain't never felt pain until you've been stuck at the bottom of 13 feet of water and your ears popping and all that. Okay, that, that's actually really scary. Like, 13 yeah. feet. I started, I started really, really started uh, getting, like, all anxious, like, around, like, I was saving six feet and everything. Yeah. Like, as soon as my feet can't even touch the bottom of the floor, I just start panicking. I'm like, ah! Like, yeah. whoa, oh, my God. And it's just, like, you know, I, I guess, like, lifeguards are probably just irritated by, by me when I'm, like, out there. And it's just, like... <laughs> But it's just like, man, I just can't do it. I don't know why. But it's like, you know, I would think, like, I would get paid more. I mean, y'all got to learn, like, CPR and everything like that? Mm-hmm. CPR training and first aid and blood bird pathogen training. Once you finish the course, you get, like, three licenses. Like, one for lifeguarding, one for CPR, and one for blood bird pathogen okay. stuff. So you're able to teach people how to do CPR, too? No. That's a different license. But, um. yeah. You can get that. It makes doing that easier but you just authorized to perform it yeah i need to learn how to do cpr man that's that's some that's some serious shit um okay that's cool i don't know i thought i'd be talking ragging on about this for so long it's just like because i really didn't know that you, is there anything else that you that you like um, any other hobbies you got going on campus just in case um i think that's that's it that's like yeah okay. i'm pretty sure i gotta th- gotta think about myself for a second that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. That's it. All right. <laughs> now, for main interest, I know, like, since you are a part of nothing but the arts, you do have, like, a certain interest between arts as a whole. Um, it seems that you have interest within uh, fashion, music, and et cetera, and everything of that nature. Yeah. Now, when it comes to fashion, you don't really send, in a sense, just fashion clothes or model the clothes. You just, like, like what's your deal? Um, I'm like, I like more the design aspect, you know? Um, I like classic stuff because, you know, as you can, as the fashion progresses, it's like gets more avant-garde and I just like appreciation for the, the classic stuff and doing like, like a spin to make it more interesting, you know? Because you'd be surprised, like you want something simple and you look for it and it's hard to find. And then you see like on fashion, like shows, competitions, like, oh, I can get that at any store. Like someone just comes in with a black dress and you really, you really can't actually these days. It's more like extravagant stuff. So, and um, I'm kind of into modeling, but you know, I need to work on that bringing, cause I'm tall, but you know, bringing the attitude with modeling. You don't feel like you got the attitude with modeling? Not really. I feel like I have the attitude in me, but you know, when you go and do it, it's like it's not there. You feel like kind of awkward a little bit. Yeah, just a, just a tad. 
Yeah, I feel like I got that same problem with performing and everything. Like, I feel like my music sounds pretty all right and everything. There's something that's, like, a little bit something there, but it's just, like, there's just something, like, missing. Like, I guess that passion or that attitude also, I feel yeah. like, yeah. But it is what it is for sure. But when it comes to fashion and everything, um... Uh, you're not in a sense. You're just interested in like the whole extravagant parts of like fashion, where they like dress and stuff that you they would never dress in real life. Or are you kind of interested in just like just them like kind of putting on clothes that people would wear and everything. But it's just like you know, yeah, like just modeling clothes that y'all could wear, or is it just modeling clothes just just to model the clothes. Um, just modeling clothes that people could wear. I'm also interested like you know construction's a big thing. It could look very simple, but you know the art can be in how it's made and what it's made of. Um, you know, it could be a t-shirt, but just the way the stitching is, you know, it's really important. And that really makes fashion quality, you know, yeah. Mm, okay, that's cool, that is dang cool. Like, uh, what, so you have modeled clothes though in the past, correct? Um, I'm trying to think. I think I modeled clothes one time um, for someone. You know, I'm trying to like work on myself modeling you know because i do want to get into design sometime you know in my life you know hopefully i live a long life and have time to dabble everywhere but it's just kind of being like in the fashion industry i don't want to make someone do what i can't do so i don't want to tell someone to model these clothes a certain way and i can't do that so that's kind of why i study that art mm, okay well, that's cool that is cool man Ain't nothing wrong with studying arts and dabbling in all sorts of stuff and everything um what's your favorite aesthetic when it comes to like fashion would you like you kind of more in the urban wear or you're more like in the whole like classy how can i say um like dress i don't know how to explain it because it's like this is finally doing like are you more like in the urban side of things or just like like the more like extravagant type of aesthetic um I am more in the extravagant type of aesthetic with the urban style attitude, if that makes sense. Because with classiness, it's like when you study it, it comes from like a lot of exclusivity. Mm. And urban style doesn't have that. It has a culture behind it and not in the same way that the classy stuff does. And so it's just kind of blending that in a way, but also preserving its authenticity. Uh, what is the word? Like, authenticity. Authenticity? Yeah, authenticity. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah, just like with urban style, it's just like um, street style, like it was invented by black people, basically. And it's like, it's not even recognized as a culture sometimes. Like you see someone with a bucket hat and like you're like, that's like, that's a black culture. Like, you know, no, a lot of people wouldn't like recognize that or like even know that's true. And, you know, just bringing that appreciation, like even how black designers price their clothes with like accessibility to people who want to look nice and just buy it, bringing that attitude to like high fashion is kind of where I'm at right now. Okay, bring an attitude to high fashion. No, that's, that's pretty cool. So have you done photo shoots before in your past or just? I haven't, but I was thinking about starting a club. Really? Um, yeah, because we have a lot of modeling troops on campus. And I was like, you know, my aesthetic is in the image. And so just doing, just starting a club and doing themed photo shoots like every month of like clothes and colors and just ideas. Yeah. And that'll bring like a unique aspect of modeling to the campus um, and not just like runway modeling. 
Okay, cool. This is dang cool for sure, man. No, like dead ass, like for real, man. It's just I've actually done some modeling too on my face. Yeah, I know. Like I can probably look on my Instagram and everything. Let me just. Maybe you can teach me something. I mean, I can't really teach you anything because it's like it's really just stuff that um I did like with my uh, what you call it. With my uh, my brother's girlfriend and everything, she does photography. I need to get yeah. into photography so bad. But it's like, yeah, I've done some photography for sure. I did one for, like, my mixtape, um, and I did one for uh, just one uh, just in lead up to my mixtape. Hold on. I'm just, I literally just posted that, so that's not the model thing. But, yeah, right here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really showing her pictures right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a picture of me just wearing stuff like that. That was when I was a little bit more beefier back then. That's just... I kind of slimmed down since then, but it's like, yeah, just stuff like that. These are some good photos, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, kind of look a little bit different, but it's like. But yeah, I want to be able to deliver, like, my inner self through pictures. Mmm. But it's like, yeah. I also did one. It's just like, I could probably show you the one I did. Like, I think it's oh. like, this. One that I did, like, with Anita Dixon. I really need to show you. I'm trying to, like, really breeze through these things so it can be. Yeah. That's why I look completely different back then. Like, it's crazy. But it's, like, uh, yeah, this is one I did, like, for my mixtape covers and everything. Mm -hmm. But I, I did have to do the edit for, like, Ego Trip and stuff like that. It's, like. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I just kind of, I settled with this one. This is the cover. You can pretty much look it up if you want to take a chance to listen. But it's like, uh, yeah, just stuff like that. I think there's this model, her name is Anakiai, and she was like, she's a, she was gonna go to medical school, like, she wanted to be a doctor, I believe. Mm -hmm. And she went to Howard's homecoming, and like, a photographer took a picture of her, just mm -hmm. like at the concert, and it just launched her into like a full career. There's like more photos, by the way, too. Oh, wow. Damn, I actually need to post these again, actually. Let's see, because I actually left some stuff out, I think. Yeah, I like that one. Why didn't I post that one? Yeah, these are really nice. It's really crazy. Dang. It's like, yeah, this actually, this is the one for like the, <laughs> like with the photo shoot again. Like, yeah. Damn, I want to go in the, dude, I really want to do another photo shoot now. Yeah, I haven't really done a lot of photo shoots. I've been meaning to do one, you know, as yeah. I become like a more confident person. Yeah. But so it's all about just finding the right aesthetic and everything. Yeah. Like you can kind of see how one which is more summer themed and the other one which is more black and white themed mm -hmm. and everything. But it's like, yeah, it's just stuff like that. I'm like, I'm really trying to see if I can make like a bucket list for uh, photo shoots again. I'm trying to think maybe I could do one theme for fall mm -hmm. and then one for summer again with me wearing different clothes. Yeah. I'm thinking about probably doing one for every month. I think um, this was, if I could probably, that could be my bucket list for next year and everything. I'd probably mm -hmm. do it. For certain, like just one for January, one for February, one for March, April. You know, do a monthly type yeah. stuff. Just to see how like where it takes me and stuff of that nature. So it's just yeah, it's just stuff like that, man. Um but it's like oh, what's holding you back from actually like, you know, doing I know I know somebody who does photography who did mine. I can probably hook you up with them if you want. Oh wow, I really appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I think anything I say would just kinda of be an excuse, you know, That's just okay. putting it off for so long. But, you know, I've decided 
to just kind of be myself more, you know, put myself out there more. Because, you know, it's stuff that you enjoy, you know. And it's not about being good at it or bad or, you know, any of that. It's just doing something that makes you feel not happy, but I like doing things that make me feel like myself. Mm. Yeah. So is that you don't want to, like, force doing, like, a photography shoot, or you just want to just come natural whenever you feel like it? I just want to come whenever I feel like it, but I'm starting to feel like it more now. Like, kind of when I see, like... Like, I had to go on Instagram and, like, wow, like, what's stopping me, you know? Yeah, sure. You should follow me on Instagram. I could probably hook you up with a guy that did the photography for mine. I could hook you up with another guy that also does uh, photography, too. Like, I need to actually... I wish I would have done a photo shoot with him also. But it's, like, just stuff like that. It's just, like, you know, they got to... Uh, just look up a Liberian Toast Crunch. Yeah, it's, like, right there in his photo. I could probably see if I could set you up with them. Right. Yeah, you can see, like, the whole aesthetic. Uh, yeah. you, you see the logo from my podcast right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the one you're going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah, you got to mess with the logo a little bit. Yeah, I like it. That's really cool how it's like the it's knitting like, needles. Yeah, and the brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's mental threads. That's yeah. nice. That's nice. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it has like a nice little color aesthetic. I feel like yeah. that, could, that could really pop and make people like want to like, you well, know, just. Yeah, it's really interesting. I'm definitely going to send this out to a lot of people. Oh, yeah, sure. If you can, it'd be really, yeah, really yeah, good yeah. to do so and everything. I haven't gotten on Spotify yet. I want to be mm-hmm. able to do at least 50 episodes before I do uh-huh. that. I try to like do things like bucket list type. And, yeah. And I want to be able to have enough, enough content out where it's just like, okay, where people can kind of get in the mix and kind of mm-hmm. listen to it. Yeah. I've kind of changed the whole. Um, the whole what you call it um, how I organize it where it's like I have the equipment to do the whole podcast and everything and I don't even need the equipment to do so you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying yeah. all I need is just like probably my phone and just us recording and having a conversation yeah it's good to have someone to bounce ideas off of and even like speak to uh-huh. and everything else. when it comes back to like modeling once again it's like do you have anyone in particular that just kind of inspires you I know you've kind of mentioned I think somebody out there that um, you get. yeah Anakiai she's really um, she's really inspiring just because of how she just took that chance you know like she was very successful academically in her own right, you know, on the way to medical school. I can't remember her major, but I'm pretty sure it was something difficult. Um, You know, just being a student and just like transferring your whole life to something different. And her being very successful at that. Um, Also, like really looking at the 90s, because that's when like, like a supermodel became a thing, like a persona, like how kind of like the stereotypes that people have of models, like, you know, they're snobby, you know, they, like, whatever, whatever. That really came from, like, a set group of people, like Naomi Campbell, Lisa Evangelista, Iman, like, and then having, like, Cindy Crawford's daughter coming back full circle, now that she's 18, getting in the modeling industry, is, like, you know, you can see, like, the bigger picture. And not just looking at, like, runway shows, but their relationships with designers is not, like, relationships I see with models and designers today, like them walking with designers and like Met Gala, stuff like that. Um, You know, them like meeting and having those relationships with designers. um, It's something that I appreciate. Okay, so it's a whole lot of stuff and elements that you really appreciate about the whole fashion industry as a whole. And how do you feel like fashion in a sense kind of blends in with music a whole lot? Because I know like when I think about like people who like, were very good, like, in modeling and everything, kind of transitioned. I think about, like, Aaliyah and everything, mm-hmm. like, with Tommy Hilfiger. Like, she kind of kills a lot of those looks mm-hmm. in the pictures and everything. Is that someone that comes to mind when you come think about music and, like, uh, fashion and kind of how, like, they kind of, like, 
kind of interconnected a little bit? Yes, I was actually listening to some Aaliyah the um, other day. Now that her albums are um, on Spotify now, mm. um, just kind of looking at um, you know how celebrities, well, musicians too, translate with modeling. It's like I can't describe it, but. When I see those photos, it's like, wow, this is like the kind of perfect person for this. And so I think that when you have, when you're a designer or like when you have a brand and you're looking for someone who can communicate whatever you're trying to communicate with that brand, um, I mean, a lot of times that person's going to be a celebrity just because like who's in your circle. But, you know, just finding like this is the perfect person. And because people know that person, you know, like that person is famous, they can appreciate that choice in the same way that you that you made that choice. If that makes sense. No, 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 no. It makes perfect sense. I feel that. I feel that a whole lot. I know like when it comes to main interest, when it comes to fashion, I know like we pretty much spoke a whole lot about that. What's your interest with music, ma'am? I know like we kind of spoke that like, you kind of pretty much dabble about everything. So like I've been probably singing like nonstop since I was a kid. Like I probably I don't shut up <laughs> ever. I don't shut up. And like I think I lost my sweetmates um, last year in my dorm. And once they were gone, it's like and my roommate didn't mind me singing all the time. I just was just going all the time. Um, and my dad he he traveled a lot before I was born and while I was like a young kid. And so he would always like play songs from different countries different music styles. Um, and so then I always had like appreciation for different genres of music, different types of music. Um, and, you know, he just listened to a lot of different things. And then my mom, she like, she was like the first person, like black person I knew that listened to country music. And like, no, she was- My like, mom likes country music too, bro. <laughs> like she's straight out of Africa. She I don't know where she is from. She was the first person I really like, Black person, I was like, wow, she really was. I don't know when I peeped it, but like we were driving somewhere and she was like turning on the country radio and she was like going. Was it Randy Travis? I feel like it was Randy Travis. I can't remember who it was. Probably, probably. And then like whenever she sees Dolly Parton, but I feel like everybody loves Dolly Parton. But whenever she sees her like on any type of award show stage, you know, she's ready or like any, she watched a Christmas special, like I can't count how many times. So, you know, I do have a, I'm trying to appreciate country music more. There are like few songs that I like here and there, you know. So. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. It's just, like, I don't know. Country music is, it hits different for me now that I'm getting older and everything. Like, I'm not going to play it, like, with my kids in the car. I'll be like, bro, turn that shit off. Like, literally. But it's just, like, I guess there's a certain calming stuff that comes with, like, mm -hmm. you feel like you're at a saloon at a damn freaking, at an all-Western movie or some stuff like that. But it's just, like, I guess, like, the, they, it's crazy because, you know, black people literally invented country yeah. music. Like, we, we invent everything, basically. But it's just like, you know, but to think it's just like, you know, country music, just one of those things that we kind of strayed away from and everything. Cause mm -hmm. we thought like maybe it was just not cool or whatever. You think, sometimes you think like hip hop, it's probably going through that direction now. Cause like, I know people don't like lyrical hip hop as much yeah. as like, it's more like, more like I just like all oh, the beats and everything mm -hmm. and stuff of that nature. I know a lot of people still appreciate it, but I feel like yeah. it's one of those things that just, I feel like it's kind of falling out of a interest in the mainstream is what I'm noticing. like. Yeah, I agree with like the lyrical hip hop kind of falling out because one thing I do appreciate about country music is that it still tells a story most of the time, you know, country music today does. And uh, like rap music always used to tell a story. Um, you know, it was like people who rap lyrically and people who didn't. It was kind of like, you know, separate kind of, you know, but they were still kind of popular. But now it's like drifting into the more like the beat 
kind of thing. And I think it's because like, that's like what sells, you know, like when you're kind of in like a party culture or whatever, like no one really wants to be like at a party getting into like something that's really, really deep, um, which I think actually Dreams of Nightmares, I think is just it's kind of deep, but you know, that's, that's a unique song in its own right. Um, it still gets people turning. It's still lyrical. That's all I'm yeah. saying. It's just so weird because like even Drake can be lyrical too. Yeah. It's like you know, and still it's talk. Possible, but I feel like now that artists recognize that they don't have to put the work in to be lyrical, mm-hmm. then they don't like Drake's new album. It's like it's good, but like he's done better. He knows he can do better, but he knows that it's just the songs- cover that turns me off. Like <laughs> what you're gonna put emojis yeah. as the cover? <laughs> if it was just one emoji, then I'd be like, okay, that's pretty artistic. But then you put like just like a bunch of pregnant women as your different races, yeah, uh, certified lover boy. It's like I don't know. I feel like I could have made a cover like, better. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I make covers too. Also, like that's another thing I know we talked about. I know we probably show you like. On my on my uh, album covers, uh, concepts be looking too. Hold up, I, I got you. I got you. You can still keep talking about yeah. music and everything. Like once he, um, he knows that he's reached a peak. Not, I'm not saying this is like he's at his peak in his career, but he's reached a peak. You know, whether it be the peak of his life or whatever. Like, like this is just, this is probably oh, my yeah. next. Big, oh, that's really nice. Main project I'm trying to make. Like, yeah, you can see like the chalk oh, face. Yeah, that's really crazy. Yeah, I'm really, I'm thinking about making it like 16 tracks and the rediscovery. Oh, yeah, like a full album. Yeah, like, cause I, that's the year I graduated. So it's oh. like, you know, from high school. So I'm thinking like, yeah, it's gonna, and then the follow up of Magna mm-hmm. Cum Laude is gonna be like, you know, 22 tracks, hopefully. Oh, wow. If I, cool. if I can be able to like get it up with it, um, because it just represents like me graduating. Um, actually, it should probably be, t- be 21 tracks. But it's like, yeah, I still gotta make a fan base. This is gonna be my next EP, basically. I'm oh, trying. wow. So it's like, yeah, before I lead up to that. And, uh, like, yeah, then you got, like, this. It's oh, also gonna that's be really like, pretty. I think it's gonna be more Kanye. I'm not a good songwriter at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's other things I can help you with that yeah. and everything, but you're like, oh. yeah, it's just stuff like that. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, this is gonna be something I was gonna call, like, closer to your world and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just. It just kind of goes on. Like, I'm just saying, it's like, he could have tried something. It's just yeah. like, you know, like, he did, he really just gave up on it. That's what took me If you can make, like, $20 million off your bare minimum, then I think a lot of artists do, even yeah. though it's sad. I'm calling the Caesar. That's really nice. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's just hard to really just, you be thinking these projects be cool in your head, and then it's yeah. like, it's just like, but then you actually have to put the work in to make it. Yeah. And then it's like, it costs so much money, and then you have to redo the songs and everything. It's mm-hmm. just like, that's one thing, like, going for the next... I've got several years planned out, like, um, how a lot of my albums are going to go and stuff of that nature. So mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, this is, like, my first concept album cover I made and everything. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to drop this years ago. I never got to. Really? Yeah, like, this is supposed to be, like, 15 tracks, 15 to 18 tracks. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, Isaiah Rashad and uh, Mick Jenkins type thing. Have you ever heard of Isaiah Rashad mm-hmm. or Mick Jenkins? Do you haven't? Uh-huh. You should definitely look them up and everything. It's really good. It's, like, uh, pretty chill vibes and everything. Oh, yeah, you got this one. I was going to call it Overtime. Mm. Yeah, so like I mean, I, yeah. I be having hella plans for a lot of this stuff, but it's like I never really get into actually investing into it. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, um, man. But it's like, yeah, but with Drake though, it's just like because Drake is so versatile, even like as a pop artist and everything. But it's just like, at the same token, I feel like he really could have put a whole lot more. It's not always that much the album. I just like it's like you know, it's but it was like a whatever Drake album, which is like yeah. it's cool. Or whatever, but it's just the cover. That's what really like blew me. Because like, at least if you didn't care so much about like any of this, at least do good on the cover mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, it's the just... one song that he sampled, um, 
uh, for Champagne Poetry, I believe. Mm-hmm. The song Navajo. I really, really like that song. Yeah, those they got some bangers on that album. I know a lot of people sleep on that album, but it's just, I really like the one. What was that one? Fountains, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he goes in the Afrobeat, I just like, I feel like he needs to just dedicate a whole album to just <laughs> he, Afrobeat. He does so. switch his ethnicity every. <laughs> Whenever he feels like it. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how Toronto is. Because yeah. Jama- a lot of Jamaicans live in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Also, they live in New York. and they- Jamaicans be everywhere. Yeah. But it's like, there'd be a whole lot of that in uh, Canada as a whole. So it's like, I really kind of like it and everything. You know, I just wish... If Toronto could have, like, a Drake and everything. I know mm-hmm. J. Cole is basically, like, our... Yeah. Like, you know, main guy mm-hmm. and everything. I just wish, like, you know, because I'm from Charlotte and everything. Mm-hmm. I know the baby is pretty much, like, our main guy. Yeah. And everything. But it's like, I wish... I don't know. I wish we just had, like, another main guy. Yeah. You, know? you want to be the main guy? I think you could. Well, <laughs> I haven't heard your music yet, but the... Just your delivery of ideas seems like... It, Give like, like I could take me somewhere yeah. or whatever. Your music seems like it's giving, even though I haven't heard it yet. I mean, you can probably check out my mixtape. You just I, Google it. It's on SoundCloud. You have a SoundCloud? Um, I should have SoundCloud. This is a, a different phone than I usually use. Oh, okay. So you got yeah. SoundCloud. You can just look me up, uh, Toasty USV. I can probably type it in for you if you like. Okay, and make it easy because like, I kind of type it a weird way. But it's like, uh, yeah, well, that's nice if you really think that and everything. Yeah. It's like sometimes I'd be doubting myself because, like, I don't be having the money. I'd be thinking I'm too old and everything mm-hmm. now because, like, I'm already, like, 23. And now, stuff. how old was the baby when he got popular? He I don't know. He was, like, later 20s or yeah. whatever. But it's, I don't know. I feel like he already has, like, a persona. So, like, see, like, see, yeah. there it is right there. Yeah. So, you can pretty much, uh, there's a whole lot of songs. I don't really know what songs, like, you would you recommend for a lot of this. But it's, like, I would say, um... This one would be pretty good if you want to start off and okay. everything. It's still a little bit kind of weirdish because it's like an like, you know, unnamed love song mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's like, uh, yeah, it's just 12 songs. So I dropped, mm-hmm. I have it on uh, all types of, it's on Deezer too mm-hmm. and on YouTube Music. I'm really think, I'm trying to see if I can bring a whole lot of more um, eyes to it and everything mm-hmm. like that. You know, it is my first. And the thing is, I never thought I would like start off with Ego Trip really. Like, it was just like a concept name for a title. I didn't mm-hmm. even really know like... That was going to be the one. I thought it was going to be whatever. Like, I still have it, like, as my cover because I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be my first one or whatever. But it's still going to be a very important project in the future. I know, like, if I just keep it in my face all the time, maybe one day it will come to fruition yeah. uh, somehow. But it's like, uh, yeah, just stuff like that. Um, but if you can follow me, just, yeah. yeah, you can just listen to music whenever you feel like you ain't got to do it just yet. <laughs> okay. But it's like, um,. Yeah, so, like, when it comes uh, to music and everything, you know, I know we've spoken a little bit about just, you know, from all representatives from whatever, you mm-hmm. know, Kendrick has California with, like, well, Kendrick's, like, from Compton, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, I think, he lived somewhere else before. I believe he lived in Chicago. Um, I'm not sure. But I remember reading somewhere that they had moved to Compton to escape gang violence, like his family. Which is weird. <laughs> yeah, we were like, that's kind of strange. kind of strange. <laughs> that like, wouldn't be the city of choice to escape gang violence, in my opinion, but... Yeah, really, to go to, like, from, like, freaking Saudi Arabia to, like, Iran or yeah. Afghanistan or something. Basically. In the 2000s. So yeah, man, there's too much bombing over here. Let's yeah. go over here. There's there's still pretty much bombing. Yeah. But not the kind of bombing we're into. Mm-hmm. That's probably biased as hell. I don't, I don't want anybody from the Middle Eastern to listen to this and be like, oh, what? Is that what he thinks? Like, I've never been to the Middle East. It's just, it's just media type thing. It's just a joke. A little jokey joke. Nothing nothing deep. Um, But it's, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, You you listen to Afrobeat type stuff, right? Um, Every now and again, yeah. Every now and again. Um, 
Crazy Eye was like, starting to slowly get popular through Drake. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like um, a lot of like British um, Afro artists. Um, you know, I kind of listen to drill every here and there, like here and there. Yeah, I like UK drill too. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Because <laughs> it's like, they be sounding so proper, but it's like it's different. So good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like my favorite like UK drill artist right now is Morrison. I don't know if you mm-hmm. listen to Morrison. I haven't. I, I like listening to Gully and Country Doms too. Like, they're pretty good too. I don't know if you heard of them either. I have not. My favorite drill artists are like, I like IVD. Um, let me think. Oh dang! I can't think of the dude's name. Um, IBD T Zandos, like she's really good. Um, man, I have to look at my playlist, but yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I know I put my brother on and everything. Now he really kind of likes it. <laughs> he likes country dance. I think the best. Mm-hmm. You know, I always be putting my brother onto music. He be thinking. He be thinking like his taste in music really comes from like me and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like I always thought that was pretty cool from the seas like that way and everything so it's like uh yeah man it's just i know we speak on like fashion and music uh, what other interests uh, in regards to arts that you also take like do you, do you like paintings and abstract art too yeah. i used to paint a lot actually um but i think i had stopped like when i came to college i was trying to like work on my skills and i think i was thinking about picking it back up again just like paint is expensive and just getting the paint that you want and like quality brushes yeah. but you know you can start with you know simple stuff um but like the paint that I really like, you know, I can't always afford to get it all the time. And now that I'm used to using that, that's kind of what I want all the time. So I've been trying to teach myself how to do like watercolor, which I'm an acrylic paint kind of fan. Like oil for me, t- oil paint takes too long to dry. And then watercolor is just very, it's very difficult to maneuver to get like the kind of effect that you want. So it's just acrylic paint is like my good neutral kind of. Oh, okay, well, that's cool. That's, that's dang cool. I wish I could get into painting. How much is it to get the paint and the canvas? Like, um, like near like $100? I'd say like $100 if you want like a good... No, I'd say like 50 to 60 to get like a quality, like average set. Mm-hmm. If you really want to go like full cheap just to start, I'd say you can get your stuff for like 20 to $30. Um, and then if you want like the quality stuff, I'd say like 120 ish so I usually get the this brand. It's called Basics, Basics Paint. I get the primary yellow, primary blue, and primary red, and I mix the rest of the colors that I want oh. always from those. And then canvases, it depends on where you get canvases from. Um, and the brushes, like I get like $20 pack of brushes off of Amazon. That is very, very cool. I want to get to learn how to painting for sure, because what if I want to like design an album cover or just like straight oh, off painting? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that would be pretty cool also, you know, instead of just having to depend on just graphic design also. Because I like graphic designing it too and making it like through Pixar. But at the same time, it's like I feel like it'd be also pretty expressive to just kind of paint them out and everything. Like I think yeah. how like Lost Boy, like with Corday. You know, you know Corday, right? Yeah, I saw him when he was here. You really got to a dang. Everybody oh saw him for me. I chose no. to be in class. It was crazy the way I saw him. Sorry to diverge in this story, That's but okay. um, podcast, we man. mentioned that I'm Greek before. I was on my plot, mm-hmm. and I was with one of my line sisters. It was just us two, and I was standing there, and we were looking. We were just looking at it, and I was like getting bit by whatever's in the grass, and so. I seen like uh, this guy with a group of people and I'm like looking at him and then I'm like, oh my gosh, like in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Corday. And like I hit my line sister, I'm like, oh my gosh. And she's like, who's that? And I was like, you know, like he used to be YB and Corday, Naomi Osaka's boyfriend. She was like, I don't know who that is. And then I had like my hand over my mouth and then he looked at me and he waved. And I was like, oh my 
my gosh. And then I texted my friends. I was like, I had just seen him. And like I took a video of him walking away. And then he left. And then he came back again. And I was I was sitting much closer that time. And I saw him again. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I wish I would have went up to him. Um, because there was like at Howard, I saw the video. He basically got mobbed at Howard, and it wasn't nearly as many people here that were around him. But that's because a lot of people were in class. So, oh yeah, but yeah. Are there more people at Howard University than here? Yeah, I think so. Really? Okay, because I'm about to go there and transfer there for grad school. Hopefully, oh, wow. I saw that's the plan right now. I need that's one of my thing I need to really uh, focus on this month is trying to transfer there and everything. Because it's like I'm, I'm messing up in one of my main classes Ooh. too. But it's like my advisor said, hey, if you can get at least a D in this class. Us, then you can at least graduate and everything. Yeah, and I yeah, never yeah. got anything lower than the, than like a B. Mm. So it's like it's really kind of bittersweet on my way out. But it's like yeah. it's no problem. I'm, I'm sure my uh, my instructors will understand and everything. Mm-hmm. Cause I was actually going through a whole lot for the first couple of weeks, so it's just. Yeah. It was a lot, but it's just like, but yeah, that's cool that you actually got to see Corday. Like I saw him like on Instagram and everything. Yeah. I was too busy in class. Like maybe I should have just left this class because <laughs> like you can always go to class the next time. But it's just yeah. like you know that's just that's just kind of how it was, man. That, that's that's crazy. He was only here for like what like an hour or two yeah. hours. Yeah, like I remember he had said on his story he was gonna go to like these HBCUs, um, and then I forgot he said that. And then when I saw him here, I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Um, yeah. That is cool. I wish you would drop more music and everything. I know, I know, like Lost Boy and everything. He kind of it still left a good impression and everything. Yeah. I know, like uh, the I was, there's like a whole lot of songs. I, like I know, Have Mercy is my favorite song. Obviously, mm-hmm. I really got into Corday once he did that performance at the BET Awards. I think with her, and I think that was like around the time where he left YBN crew. And I was like, wow, I like really like this. He really stood out from YBN, also yeah. for real, yeah. man. That's, I think that's, he did. Yeah, for real. And like, I don't even think it's think like because you can't. Can you even remember who was all in YBN besides Corday? No, um, YBN Namir. Yeah. Um, dang, I can't remember everybody. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm like, yeah. What's your favorite YBN Namir song? Um, rubbing off the paint. Mm. Um, just because in high school that was like that was our song. I think like in my class. Um. Just my class was probably like fourteen people. Mm. It was very small, and like during lunch, we would just chill to that song like all the time, and I just knew all the words. So that was probably my favorite song. Oh, okay. Well, that's wonderful. That is very, very wonderful, man. That's that's cool. Yeah, man. And it's crazy because Corday is straight out of North Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone told me he's from Raleigh, I believe. Yeah. I mean, actually, I was trying to figure out what high school he went to, um, cause uh. Any, any like our age? Oh, he's like twenty three, right? Twenty two. I believe so. I I mean, I'm his fan. I'm more so his girlfriend's fan. I love Naomi Osaka. Oh my gosh, um, she's so great. School. But yeah, he even rapped about like in one song like how it's just like how like, y'all be like laying with thoughts and hoes. Like, <laughs> like my girlfriend's like a whole Olympic yeah. tennis player. She he, plays tennis, tennis, right? That's mm-hmm, like, yeah. mm-hmm. And their Met Gala outfits, you know, have a tie back to fashion. Were just like so fun. There, it was great. It was great. All of it was great. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know we've been speaking about like fashion, arts, and uh, music for like a minute. Now, on to like the topic in regards. I know you have interest in languages and travel and whatnot. Yes. Uh, what are the, some places in particular that you have interest in traveling to? So, um, I want to go to Japan just because it was the first place my dad went when he went abroad for the first time. Um, he's in the military, and that's where he got stationed. Um, and when I was a kid, like, he taught me how to count in Japanese and stuff like that. So it's always been an interest. 
Um, and I was actually supposed to go this January, but because like of the Delta variant, like I don't think it's safe. And I know they, a lot of Japanese people don't want a lot of visitors and you know, it's a long flight. And Japanese uh, folk don't like visitors? Um, they just, like some cities like Kyoto and stuff kind of thrive off of tourism a lot and they expect more visitors. Um, but I've heard like the bigger cities like Tokyo, like don't really like a lot of visitors. And there's like more xenophobia going on towards foreigners because they think that we're bringing COVID to them. Oh. Yeah. And the government doesn't really want to put heavy restrictions on the citizens just because of after World War II, there's been like a resistance for the government being very like um, authoritarian kind of like towards the citizens. So like the government's scared to be like, don't go out, don't do this, don't do this. They don't want to say, they kind of want like the citizens to take self-responsibility, which I feel like they did at the beginning of the pandemic, but now everyone, everyone's tired, you know, of it being a pandemic. Like, I mean, Japanese people still wear masks, but like, you know, going out in large groups to restaurants and stuff I heard was like a really big problem there and the government kind of doesn't know, they don't tell them not to do it. And they like make rules like, oh, we're gonna charge the restaurant fee, but then the restaurants can pay it off. Like they're, they're still making money even if they're paying like these fines. So they're kind of at a loss. And so it's just kind of making attitudes towards people coming in just kind of negative. Mm, okay, well, dang, yeah, no, that sucks. I didn't think Japan was thinking on some stuff yeah. like that, you know, because like well, that's one of the places I like to touch down to. Like, you know, that's one thing I really want to do music for, really, because I feel like if I ever do go on tour one day, everything I'd like to touch, you know, different yeah. countries and stuff of that nature, like Japan and yeah. stuff of that nature. I also feel like, I mean. Negative. I'm not scared of negativity just because, like, well, I know a lot of black people who have really positive experiences in Japan, and I know some people who, like, they're not coming back, like, black people, they're not coming back to America since they've been in Japan. Yeah, yeah, I know. I heard about a lot of them. They want to, like, live in Japan forever and everything, because, like, you know, in some places, like, you know, because, like, one thing, you know, because, like, there's always negative stigmas on black people because they'd be like, oh, yeah, we're criminals, or we do this, or it could be because, you know, like, that's sort of how they put us, that portray us in the movies and everything. You know, but at the same token, it's just, you know, like, sometimes you go to these foreign places and everything, they realize, like, the history of, like, what we had yeah. to deal with in uh, USA. And so they just kind of, like, I feel like sometimes there's people that actually sympathize with us and yeah. everything a lot, you know, so. My dad says, like, he's he says no place is better than the people that are in it, and their pe- people will be people everywhere. And so for me, it's, like... I'd rather experience like racism, negativity for someone who, um, who's like in America, people are around black people all the time and they're so racist and they get teach, taught the history, they're so racist. So like someone who doesn't really know the history of black people have never really seen a black person. Like obviously they're gonna be like ignorant towards some things, but also I find it e- easier to educate these people because their their source of ignorance isn't built off of 400 year plus years of oppression it's just built or off systematic of, yeah, it's systematic. just more like you just don't know you just, and you're don't just know. kind of and you're just kind of like innocent yeah. for that's like with japanese folks i considering how there's mostly homogeneous and everything yeah, and they're yeah. not used to seeing like another person i feel like they'll see a black person like oh my gosh yeah. like what the hell is that like yeah. wow and everything so like i even saw this video about like how black panther was like i think in korea or whatever mm-hmm. they're just kind of interviewing people how they felt about the movie yeah like some people just didn't really get it and everything yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. just like yeah it was, it was a nice movie like yeah. i liked it yeah and some people that were actually more self-aware about how what it really meant to people was mm-hmm. like oh yeah yeah i like that movie like some people was like oh yeah yeah the actors like, yeah, yeah, were yeah, attractive yeah. and everything mm-hmm. like that so it's like when i see things like that it's just like it kind of gives me a sense of like not like a warm warm feeling but like yeah. a sense of hope and everything like you know like the more that we're portrayed yeah. in like a positive light 
yeah. like with Black Panther especially, mm-hmm. which is probably like one of the best positive like because nobody's yeah. a thug, yeah. nobody's this. Like you see the dynamics of why mm-hmm. somebody acts the way they do with Killmonger. Yeah. And then, like, you see, like, you know, like, us in a more regale sensibility, you know, it's just stuff like Wakanda and everything. I thought it was pretty cool, like, to kind of show people, like, the culture to that degree Mm -hmm. instead of, like, you know, that, you know. Yeah, so it's just, like, you know, shout out to Black Panther and rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, for sure, and everything. What's the cool thing? One thing that's really cool about me going to Howard University, just all the important people that went there, yeah. like Chadwick Boseman yeah. and everything. And I think they just named the, the arson after I saw. Him. That's uh, really crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really cool. Sucks they had stomach cancer. I just wanted to get at least five good movies appearances from him. Because yeah. he really killed that role as Black Panther, bro. Like, yeah, his, really. his death was, I, it was such a huge loss for, you know, his wife especially, but the whole entertainment industry, I think, because he was such an authentic person, you know, and it communi- he was an excellent actor. Um, you know, it's just there's not a lot of people like Chadwick Boseman around. No, for real. Real stuff. Real, real shit. For real, man. It's just yeah. like, I be thinking, man, like, dude, if he would have just done two more movies, I would have liked yeah. to see him go up against Namor. I'm not sure you're, like, deep in the yeah. comic, comic books or anything. You're not really deep in the comic books, mm-hmm. are you? Okay, well, yeah, see, there's this guy named Namor. It's, like, from Atlantis and everything. Uh-huh. I think they mentioned about something about, like, some issues with the ocean and, like, uh-huh. Wakanda, I think, in the uh, the the last Avengers. What was the movie? Uh, Endgame and everything, yeah. And it's, like, that was supposed to be a lead-up where, you know, like, you know, Namor was, like, a king and everything of that nature. Uh-huh. I would have really liked to see how he would have reacted to, like, uh, Doctor Doom also because it's, yeah. like, you know, Doctor Doom has his own Latveria. You know, I would have really liked to see how he interacted as a king with different mm-hmm. countries and stuff, like, you know, actually put up with different problems. But now it's, like, now all those possibilities are gone. Oh, that's the yeah. saddest part about it. Now it has to go to, like, down to Melita, right? Well, Leticia, yeah. right, or whatever, playing, yeah, like, Shuri sure, yeah. and everything. I feel like it's going to be a whole lot of pressure on her, too, to try to, like, you yes, know, work with that, too. Legacy. Yeah, yeah but it's, I feel like she can do it. She can not that. But back on travel and everything, besides Japan, what other places do you want to travel um, to? So the next one will be South Korea. My friends are studying abroad there um, mm. next year. So, um Hopefully I'll be graduated. You know, I'm not sure when I'm gonna graduate. But damn, I missed out on studying abroad too. Oh my yeah. gosh, I didn't get the chance. Yeah, they have to for their honors program. So they're taking they take Korean one, Korean two, and then they spend a semester in Korea and then they graduate. So I'm gonna go. You know, hopefully visit them a few times. Um, Can you study abroad in grad school? I don't. I actually looked into that and I don't think so. I think that you have to. They do like graduate programs. I think you have to look at the university and the foreign university to see. Because I think some do, like, research stuff. But I think it depends. Um, but, yeah. yeah. I can see myself studying abroad, like, United Kingdom or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Or maybe go to France or something like that. Yeah. All right, cool. But, it's like, yeah, so what part of Korea gets your interest? Um, Seoul, you know, the main city. Like, you know, fashion. I try to study wherever I go. Like, study my craft um, you know, so yeah, Seoul, Busan. Um, I do want to go to the DMZ um, between North and South Korea, just in the room to see around. Take to see your, like what's it like over there, yeah. like, you know, because there's people with guns and trying yeah. to make sure nobody's crossing over. 
I heard they're like, they told people like, you know, don't point, don't stare at the North Korean soldiers in the eye, you know, just go in the little room, see, step over the border real quick, and then step back and, you know, be on your way. Okay, well, that's cool. Okay, besides uh, Korea, what other places? Um, so I really want to go to France. I heard French people are really, really mean. Like, I know someone who got spit at by some French people. I heard they can be really musty, too, because, <laughs> like, you know, the like, lack of shower, and they got to pay for yeah. the water, and they have to use perfume, so it's yeah. like putting perfume over must, yeah. man. It's not a way to go. I do want to go to the UK briefly. Um, my friend, I think, yeah, he went to... He went to France and the UK, and he said it was the worst food he like ever had. But like also the tour people plan their meals, so I feel like I have more freedom choosing the food and stuff. Mm. Um, I really want to go to Canada, and that's super close. So mm, yeah, yeah. I, I really like to touch down in Toronto. Also, yeah. I might even consider living in Toronto. I don't know. Yeah, because like it's, I feel like there's so many like different cultures over mm-hmm. there as it is too, and everything. I just don't know. I feel like since they so many different cultures, mm-hmm. just want to be compact there. I don't I don't know if there's racism in Toronto or whatever yeah. as much as it is here in the states or whatever but considering like even like well I, I know I saw with like the Raptors and everything mm-hmm. when they won and everything like you know everybody yeah. was just all together so it's just I thought that was pretty uh, neat about that too so it's like well, what other stuff might uh, interest you like in terms of like travel also um I've always wanted to go to like Africa and so like do more research on which places um I definitely want to go to Ghana and Nigeria um and I I think I want to get my Ghanaian citizenship because they do offer it to African Americans who have like ancestry and I got the DNA test and all that stuff done oh so, so like is that where you're from like you know uh, DNA test wise it's Ghana Ghana um I got um, I can actually show you, but it's a, I got a lot of places, like a oh, lot of places. That's all right now, show. Sure. We didn't talk about it. I got my twenty three me app. Oh, like so how much you gotta pay for twenty three me? It was expensive. It was like. 70-ish, but like... Oh, 70-ish, so 70. Yeah. Okay, that's not if expensive, you, expensive. If you, like, do it with friends, which I did with my friends, then the, it divides the prices. It's cheaper when you buy more. Oh, okay. And so, like, they send you a tube. Oh, okay, got any Liberian cereal. And, hey, what's good, sister? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, so that's 50 How many percent? West African? Um, West African. Uh, Sub-Saharan, I know this. West African is 59%. Uh, then... Um, East African, 8%, almost 7 Then the Brawley and Hunter Gather, they just can't really narrow down the country. So, and oh, okay. European. A little bit of, that's, it. <laughs> that's where all the scary stuff came from. I would say it's like oh, the, some Spanish and the, some Portuguese. The um, European ancestry and stuff is from slavery, but my mom's home is Creole. So it's really, it's like for them from being, from mixing in Louisiana. I think um. when you, yeah. And then some, just a little bit of South Asian and stuff. But, like, when you click on the indigenous, like, it shows the area. And that's around, like, Louisiana area. So, like, most Creole people are, like, just a little bit indigenous. A little bit indigenous. A little bit European. Most people think it means that you're French, but it's actually just European in general. Um, For, I think my family was, like, mostly German, I believe. But they speak French, and they're very... They're very uptight about being French and stuff like that. And, like, yeah. The way, I, like, to them, I'm considered very dark. Really? Dark, yeah. That's like, you're, like, you're like a toffee color type. Yeah. yeah. To them, I'm very dark. You know, it's, like, it's a whole different culture with them. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, well, that's cool. I mean, I don't, I don't think you're 
too dark. I mean, I, I don't know if that's I mean, a problem or whatever. I don't really care. Like, you yeah. know, I don't think it's a problem being called dark or anything. Some people but, take huge offense to it. Because yeah. you don't know how much they, like, they've probably been bullied for being dark yeah. or whatever. I know, like, there was one dude and everything. I know that just, even if you mentioned that he was darker skin, mm-hmm. he would just, like, have a fit over that. And I'm yeah. just like, you know, do you not see what's in the mirror? Like, it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think one of my relatives had said that she doesn't want, like, us to bring home, like, husbands or boyfriends that are darker than paper bags. Like, mm. the whole, I'm like, this is not the 60s. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's so crazy. I really wouldn't care, really, yeah. to be honest. If you're really, really, really dark or if you're really, really yeah. light. If the vibes are there, then the vibes are there. Right. You know? It's just like, I don't know. I don't I can't really break down who I find, like, most attractive or whatever. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like, like, it's just, like, I feel like you just fall in love with whoever you fall in love for and it's like you're attracted to who you're attracted to i don't feel like there should be like a sense of like you know prerequisite i know i spoke about this on a different episode about like how like you know even kodak say he doesn't want to get like a woman that's yeah. dark as him and everything and like i don't know like why is that such like a bad problem like damn it's so crazy how systematically broken our country is to the point where right. even like dating somebody like mm-hmm. living a life or falling in love with someone darker than you is like mm-hmm. it's like a prerequisite yeah. and everything or a fetish mm-hmm. sometimes like you know like, oh, like a light skin whatever because it's more feminine or could they look you know yeah. like this and that's stupid Femin- it is very stupid. femininity shouldn't come down to how european yeah. somebody looks yeah <laughs> like, and like i've experienced colorism like really up close and like People think that you have to be like very dark skinned to be to like experience colorism. For me, I think I'm like like just a nice brown, you know. And my sister, she's light skinned, she's very light skinned. And like people complimenting her would not me like our hair and stuff like that, even if we have the same hairstyle and stuff like that. And I just like peep that as a like as a kid and stuff. And like, you know, being around our family family members, you know, like we're sisters, like, we're pretty much equal, you know, but, like, you know, they, I don't think they just, they didn't really necessarily treat her differently, but they would, like, say stuff that was, like, mm, that's kind of weird that she would say that. Oh, yeah, no, seriously, all the time, man, it's, it's really crazy, man, and I'm African, too, so it's, like, I don't know, my complexion, it's, like, it's, like, darkish yeah. and everything, it's, like, somewhere, like, a darker brownish yeah. type color and everything, um, I don't really see it's just stuff. I was still kind of like trying to rip me ripped on by people who were lighter than me, saying like, "Oh yeah, you you're dark, you're dark, whatever," because I feel like that was like an advantage. That that's why I hate yeah. going to predominantly white schools because yeah. that's like that or whatever. But like, no one really cares. Yeah. Everything. I feel like you're just lame as hell. That's like you're if you identify with that, like that's your personality, just being light skin or being dark skin, like mm-hmm. you're, you're dumb. Yeah. Um, but it's anyway, um, in regards to like, uh, I know we spoke about travel languages and all types of stuff in regards to that. Uh, I know you're part of like, what was your fraternity? I know you're sorority. sorority, sorority. sorority. Um, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Okay. What well, what is like y'all, like, I know we can't really discuss about everything, but it's like, basically it's like, it's like, what is y'all main focus? I can like? do the mission statement. So Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated is an organization of college ed- educated women committed to the constructive development of its members and to public services with the primary focus in the black community. So yeah, basically we're all about public service. Um, Especially in the black community, um, we do programs, lots of programs. Um, just check on our Instagram on campus. You know, we want lots of people to come out. You know, we spend a lot, a long time planning them and stuff like that. So yeah, just you know, come out. 
oh, okay, well, that's cool. That's real cool and everything. So it's like y'all ain't really heavy with the party. I know y'all probably do some kind of parties, but it's like y'all probably just kind of more focused on just like developing each other and stuff. Of that yeah. Um, yeah, we do. Like you'll probably see us stroll, you know, around on campus or like at different events and stuff like that. Um, that's one thing. Like people have cameras in our faces and like, you know, seeing us on social media, you know, that's stuff that we do like in our spare time, you know, just like personal thing, but like, you know, doing like activities for the sorority. Like we we have goals and standards that we set and try to meet. You know, to to do it. Yeah. Okay, well, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, has there any been like any life altering experiences like when you've been since you've been a part of this sorority? Um, I think um, meeting like being able to meet a lot of people and. Um, there's some like so like sores for like celebrities that I hope I get to meet like Sunday like um not a lot of people know who this is, but Melissa Butler, she owns a lip bar. Mm-hmm. And they're on Shark Tank, famously got called a color for cockroaches, mm-hmm. and they got denied. But now their business is worth over a million dollars, and they're in Target and stuff like that. I really want to meet her. Um, and you you do get a lot of connections, you know. You go to a place and you tell people that like oh like usually people see like you know we have like a bracelet on or something like oh you're a delta like you know you get like a lot of connections with people and and then especially if they're the same chapter as you like they became a delta at nccu then like it's a whole like different like connection it's a sisterhood and so like even if that person's a stranger that like they're your sister all of a sudden and i'd say we hold to that Oh, cool. That's amazing, man. I really wish I would have joined a fraternity, man. I feel like I know a hell of people from Sigmas and everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like I probably could have joined up with them, but, you know, mm-hmm. I was dealing with some things, so I was like, you know, I really yeah. couldn't put myself out there. I know there's a whole party lifestyle that comes with it, too, yeah. and I can't really put myself out there with parties due to some personal stuff, but it's yeah. just like... It's just stuff like that. It's just one of the main biggest regrets from like my time being oh, wow. in college. And like now I'm going to grad school. So how, what do you look like doing a fraternity near grad school? Um, I'm not. Sh- I think everyone has different rules around that. But like we, ha- I think every single um, MPHC organization has graduate chapters. So I would say like definitely don't like don't give up like ever. Um, the culture with the graduate chapter is different than college culture just because you know it's a different age group and stuff like that. Obvious stuff. But you know still I think you should still do it. You know. Okay, so maybe I could probably step out of Howard University. Maybe my join a fraternity. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like, I don't know. I feel like there's like a sense of more opportunities that come with that too. Yeah, in yeah, a sense. Yeah. So it's just like maybe if anything I didn't get to do here at NCC, maybe I could probably do it at Howard University yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And everything. So it's just stuff of that nature. That's really cool for sure. I bet the parties are wild though, huh? Um, we don't party. Really? Okay, so. so like, yeah, we don't host parties or anything like that. Um, you know, partying is like spare, spare personal time thing. You know, um, you definitely don't advertise any parties. And, you know, I don't speak for Delta, only our national president does. Um, but that's like something that. Um, I think the fraternities are allowed to do or whatever. Mm. And so, like, you know, we show face not as Deltas, but as, like, people who happen to be Deltas, oh, you know. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So, y'all be doing, like, dance and lines and stuff like that? Like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same stuff that we do on campus events. We just, you know, do every as long as we're together, you know. Um, yeah. 
Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, I know, like, you know, we already went over the hour mark. I suppose that we probably got a couple minutes left. I mean, everything. Um, I already spoke about anime with, like, somebody else in a different episode. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, um, I know you want to speak about, like, um, what you plan to do with your degree and what degree you're getting and what your career after college might be about. So, yeah. Um, so I, I'm doing environmental science right now. I want to get an MBA. Um, so then to combine those two to learn how to operate businesses in a more sustainable aspect and basically offer them sustainability advice. And hopefully I can level up with the company and become like a sustainability officer or sustainability executive. Cool, that's nice. And it's just like, do you know anybody off the top that maybe, you know, that know anybody that personally that has that same occupation or whatever, like from your family or just anybody that inspires you to get that job? Um, no, it's a new job, actually. It's not many people have that job, but it's it's one of the highest paying jobs of sustainability. Um, but the pressure for companies to be sustainable is on from the the government kind of more from people like because it's corporations responsibility because the sustainable options are expensive and so even if everybody like lived in a more sustainable life personally it's so it's has so much a greater effect if the companies just did what they're supposed to so that's why a lot of them are opening up departments or they're hire a company um that that's job is to look at sustainability to do that for them so yeah Okay, well, that's cool. That's dang cool. Like, you know, I guess we got a little bit of time left. What's your favorite anime and everything? About? Um, Natsumi's Book of Friends is my favorite anime. It's, it's. Still don't know what the hell that is off the top <laughs> of my head. I'm trying to picture. I'm like, what the book of friends? Can you explain what it, what yeah. it is? Yeah, so it's about this um, high school student. His name is Natsumi, um, Takashi Natsumi, and he finds something called a book of friends um, that his late grandmother had. Um, and. His parents are deceased and his grandparents are deceased. And so he's been living with relative to relative and he can see, they're called Ayakashi, but they're basically in yokai, but they're basically ghosts kind of. Um, and he can see them and they've messed with him. And so he always said since he was a kid, like something's there and everybody thought he was lying and troublemaker. So then he stumbles upon the book of friends, which basically if you can get a yokai to write its name in the book, then you basically have power to control it. And so now that they know that he has it, lots of them come after him, basically. And so he wants to return all of the names so they can leave him alone, basically. Oh, okay. So it's like kind of it's kind of like death note, but not really. Kind of, kind of. Um, I think that you can't kill yokai with the if you tear their name in the book. Um, but yeah, he it's a very it's a very powerful tool. But the the anime is more about life kind of um so basically someone comes and asks for their name back or like he goes to give it back and so when he when there's a whole process of him doing it you kind of get the backstory and sometimes it could be very sad because yokai they don't have a sense of time in the same way that humans do so they're looking for people that have died and so he has to explain to them like this person isn't here anymore because you can live hundreds of years but we can't and him dealing with his own trauma of being bullied and not having parents and having his relatives treat him like a liability all the time and then him actually getting a family now that adopted him and him trying to 
um, know that he feels wanted kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. You know, everybody has, like, their connection with the anime. You know, like, I know, like, I have messed with Yu Yu Hakusho because I feel like it kind of... My sister watches that. Yeah, I love that anime and everything. I feel like it kind of connects with me on a personal level and everything. I know Yusuke had to go through, like, a whole lot of stuff and everything. So I guess maybe he kind of underestimated how he pretty much touched other people's lives and everything. And I feel like it's just one of those coming-of-age type battle-type shounens I feel like I really identify with. There's certain philosophies and stuff that uh, go between the seasons, between, like, the villains he has to deal with and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to take responsibility and stuff of that nature. I just feel like it all just kind of connects with my life. So that's one of the reasons why that's my personal, personal favorite. You know, there's also there's Naruto and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I have I've my seen personal Naruto. Business. I've seen all of Naruto, yeah. Oh, really? Would you say, like, Naruto kind of, like, had, like, a good positive impact on you, too? Yeah. You know, it just... I watched started watching it when I was really young. Um, Same. Yeah, and I kept up with it until, you know, went to Barto. Um, you like Barto? No, I don't watch Barto, really. It's hard to get into Barto. I even spoke into, like, the last one. It's just like, could they make him too powerful? Like, he's just yeah. a kid and everything. It's just yeah. like... I feel like he does, Barto doesn't have the same struggle as Naruto, you know, I would have related to him more if he had more siblings and everything. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. they were so great, and so he had to feel like there was, like, mm-hmm. pressure of trying to have a whole lot of shoes to fill and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would have really liked that narrative. And then, like, it's very hard for him to really catch up and everything. Mm-hmm. But then later on over time, he becomes stronger and stronger. That's yeah. why I really mess with Naruto. Because yeah. he did, did have, like, a deep, deep inner power. But he didn't realize how to control it until he got older. Yeah, but now yeah. he's, like, a super god and everything. I think yeah. I just saw the episode where I think Kurama, I think, faded away or whatever. So I don't oh. know if he's going to be more vulnerable now mm-hmm. or if he might have less chakra. I don't know how he's going to be as a Hokage or whatever. It's just It's just a lot. So it's just, you know, like, I really do have an appreciation for anime for, like, all the stories that it's good from Dragon Ball Z, Yu Yu Hakusho, Naruto, One Piece. I know it's, like, yeah. it's going to go on forever mm-hmm. and everything, but it's just, yeah, just stuff of that nature. What do you feel about One Piece? One Piece? My sister watches One Piece. I don't really watch One Piece, but I feel like it's going to keep going and stuff. And she's told me basically the whole plot um, of One Piece. Um I bet it took like hours, yeah. <laughs> like days. R.I.P. Ace. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I know he's dead. He's been dead for a minute though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's just... Yeah. Um. Definitely like some other you know say like Full Metal Alchemist. Um. Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Really good. Really good. Bleach. You know, I've seen it. I think they're remaking it, so that's good. They're remaking Bleach. Yeah, I heard that they're gonna redo the whole anime and like do it to the book this time since the book is complete. Oh, okay. So yo, the anime was never finished, or no? They kind of just stopped. Uh, they did the story arc that wasn't in the book, and they just stopped making it. No, I don't know. I, I didn't even get into Bleach. I tried to get into it on Netflix. Is it still on Netflix? I don't think so. I think the movies are still on Netflix, but I don't think the actual show is on Netflix. But I know Netflix made like a live action movie, which is actually kind of good. Oh, okay. You know, it's like because they try. I know they did a live action for Full Metal Alchemist too, yeah. and everything. It's just like, man, I just wish they would make a sequel series to Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. Once they can make a sequel series, <laughs> I feel like I could die happy. Because it's just like, I just want to just see, because I feel like there's so many parts of like the lore we never got yeah. to see. Because like the levels of demon realms, they, they just stopped at the three kings. Like what if there's like a realm that's like even deeper than like, yeah. like demon gods or whatever uh-huh. like that. Or maybe demons like imprisoned on different planets or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. I would have liked to see that dynamic, yeah. you know. It's just like, but we, I feel like we just never got to. And everything. It's just, I would have liked to see like what Kuwabara's and like uh, Yukina's kids would have been. I know they would have been powerful too. 
and like um, Yusuke's kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Hiei was gonna have kids or whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. Hiei's kids could probably be a main villain. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's just stuff like that. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like there's so many missed opportunities with that. And it's like, yeah, but I feel like we're, mid, we're getting a little bit closer to the time. Yes. And then I would like to thank you, Miss Alana, for really stepping no, on. No I really problem. do appreciate no it. No problem. No problem. And everything. I feel like this has been a very, very. I didn't think it was like gonna be like gonna touch on like to get it like an hour and 10 minutes because mm-hmm. you know, we just met each other. So I don't yeah, really know yeah. what your interests were. I feel like. I feel like we started getting lost at, yeah. at number two and everything and like, you know, the travels and uh-huh. stuff of that nature. So it's like, you know, you're a very, very good guest and everything. I appreciate you Thank taking you. time out your day to really do this. Now I got like a whole exam I got to get done. Like, oh, a wow. Little bit. So it's like, it's no problem. It's no problem. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. Your own boy's got it. But that's it for the, th- what is this the 30th? Yeah, yeah, this is the 30th episode of the Mental Threads podcast. This is your host, Toasty, signing out. You can probably say some final work to be like, Miss Alana. Um, great to be here. Bye. And don't do drugs, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Take care. Thanks.